Hello everyone and welcome back to Air Magique. I'm your host Eric and my fabulous co-host Niels is currently on summer vacation. So I thought it would be fun that we have a one-on-one -on -one to chat about everything that has been going on at Disneyland Paris. Now I want to take a moment to talk about just how unbelievably hot it has been in Europe. We've had almost a week's worth of weather at Disneyland Paris that consistently goes over 33 degrees Celsius. That's 92 Fahrenheit for my American friends. Now, coming from the American parks, that might not seem like that much. However, back in the 90s or even late 80s when Disneyland Paris was in its design and development phase, temperatures just didn't rise that high on a regular basis. Yeah, maybe one or two times a year, but never several weeks in a row. The reason that I bring this up is that Disneyland Paris doesn't really have any specific cooldown attractions, not to mention those lovely mounted fans that are scattered throughout the Orlando parks. There is no Splash Mountain, Kali River Rapids, or any sort of ride that you really can get a little bit wet on and cool down a bit. The only thing that I can think of at Disneyland Paris is Big Thunder Mountain, <laughs> the waterfall right at the first lift hill, but that's about it. So while no cooldown water rides are currently being conceived for Disneyland Paris Resort, I wonder if in the future, with temperatures rising higher on a regular basis, thank you climate change, <laughs> the parks shouldn't consider integrating one or better yet two, yeah, one for each park, water, cooldown, splashy type attractions. I see them at other parks around Europe, take Fantasialand, Chiapas for example, it even runs in the wintertime. Do I wish they would turn off the water effects when temperatures drop below 20? Yes, I do. <laughs> However, it consistently sees the highest wait times during the warm summer months. Speaking of which, I adore the new white fleek of chic umbrellas that are directly installed in the ground, by the way, <laughs> not just temporary pop-ups, by the queue for the Frontierland Theater, you know, keeping us cool and shady. And while we're here, it's already time for the return of the fantastic flagship show, The Lion King Rhythms of the Pride Lands. The show's back in the Frontierland Theater after almost a year. It's running daily, but don't forget your Lion Birdie reservation. That's right, you must register your party via the Lion Birdie app if you want to see the show this year. Along with limited capacity, staggered entry, and distance seating, more on that in a bit, Disneyland Paris is taking some safety precautions. Although my biggest issue with the whole thing is that they are adhering to the bare legal, bare French legal <laughs> minimum of it all. Okay, let me explain. So parkgoers have to leave one space between each party in the Frontierland Theater, but they don't have to skip rows. This is an issue that all theater type establishments are likely to encounter during these times. Capacity versus social distancing. I don't know about you guys, but those theater rows are awfully close together, so this one's regrettably going to be a big no-no for me. <laughs> On a more positive note, the fantastic new lighting by Tim Lutkin, fantastic soundtrack, vocalists, and acrobatics make this a wonderful performance. I also adore how they included hints of gospel music in the I just can't wait to be king scene. Oh, and the show is completely in English, making it perfect for all international visitors. The completely reworked scene with Scar is also a delight. And just what an amazing set with giant set pieces moving, spinning, flying in and out. This show is golden on a technical level as well as on a storytelling level. 
which takes the shape of a highlight jukebox type musical with acrobatics based, of course, on the Lion King motion picture. Overall, I think it's fantastic that Disneyland Paris keeps plussing and refining its shows year after year. It's a dedication to the audience and the arts that I really appreciate. <laughs> Keep it up. Oh, and the Frontierland Theater also had some final work done on its facade. It's looking great, however, the water wheel is still not back. Where are you? Right next door, the former ranch area and Frontierland Depot reopened this week, and it looks amazing. Inside the depot, besides being able to board the Disneyland Railroad, you'll find that all the woodwork and props have been restored to their former glory, and the old clock is now displaying the correct time. Tick tock. Now let's talk about everyone's favorite topic, hotel closures and reopenings. Yay! <laughs> this has been so confusing, you guys. But I did want to give you the very latest info on when you can stay at your favorite hotels. According to a memo sent out to travel agents, the flagship Disneyland Hotel will now open on December 8th, 2020. It was originally planned to already be back open in September the 7th to be exact, but with attendance levels being so low, I guess we have to wait a bit longer. Disney's Hotel Cheyenne is sadly closing again on October 1st and will stay closed until at least March 1st, 2021. This one really breaks my heart personally since this is the best value hotel at Disneyland Paris in my opinion. The quality of the rooms is just so much better than at the Santa Fe. Disney's Sequoia Lodge is also not reopening this year, remaining closed until May 1st, 2021. And last but not least, the highly anticipated Disney's Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel, will likely also have its grand opening next year, which would be March 8th, 2021. Just a word of caution, Disney has yet to confirm the information. Hopefully they will in the coming days. Reservations have been on the lower end of things lately, so it's no surprise that Disney is looking to manage its hotel capacity in a cost-effective manner. So after this Debbie Downer, one thing that I'm very happy to see back open at the parks in its original form is the Cowboy Cookout Barbecue. Unlike last year, it is no longer a buffet. Thank you. But an a la carte quick service with prices ranging from $13.99 to $16.99. It's definitely in the budget friendly category, but alas, not a single vegetarian or vegan option in sight. Sadly, this means I won't be able to dine there with my husband, which is a big bummer. Come on, Disneyland Paris, couldn't you include at least one vegetarian thing? Ah, uh, well. If you're a meat eater like me, it's one of the best quick service locations on property. That premium cheeseburger with the big ol' onion rings. Mm -mm -mm, good. In other restaurant news, the Lucky Nugget has reverted to its classic a la carte menu. Again, you order and pay when you first enter the restaurant, then a server brings you your food to your table. Sadly, there is still no show, but also no more 50 euro all-you-can-eat bill. It really was strange because the quality and variety of food didn't really change. They just tried running it as an all-you-can-eat establishment, so it's a very odd decision. Glad to see it's back in its original intended form, sans show of course. We'll sadly have to wait a bit longer for Silver Spur Steakhouse and Auberge de Cendrillon to reopen as both are now marked as closed until at least the end of September. But honestly, if things continue the way they have been lately, I can imagine that both might stay closed until 2021. 
What I'm really excited about is that we are in fact getting a Halloween and Christmas season this year. <laughs> it's been officially confirmed that Halloween will be taking place from September 26th to November 1st, 2020. And as is tradition, just one week later, the Christmas season will be kicking off from November 7th, 2020 to January 6th, 2021. Now, of course, all of these seasons will be adapted, so there probably won't be any big shows or parades. However, the decorations and ambiance really do make it a worthwhile visit. If you haven't yet, be sure to listen back in on our previous Halloween and Christmas season episodes where we chat about them in more detail. I must confess, my favorite place to celebrate Halloween in Europe is at Disneyland Paris. They always do such a fantastic job with the decorations and ambience, not to mention the fabulous Coco Frontierland layover, which just looks so incredible at night with all that moody lighting and the beautifully crafted Coco figures. Say goodbye to the last classic entry arch. Mwah. A final kiss, <laughs> since it was removed from the right side of the resort hub entrance to make room for, well, honestly, I don't really know because all the security tents were located behind it anyway. Now, all that remains are the somewhat sad looking columns that held up the sign. <laughs> I would love for them to replace these with freshly refurbished signage. I don't know. <laughs> the old design was lovely with the decorative golden fabric look. I wonder what's going to happen here. Please, Disney, don't just leave the columns empty. Really, the whole security screening area could use a bit of theming and design. It's all in this go-away green shade right now, and I, like Disney, wishes it would just all go away. <laughs> However, it's definitely necessary to have extra security these days, but maybe they could come up with a creative way to make it more fun. Or at least less generic? In character news, Minnie has been cramming through her wardrobe and has found her super cute adventure outfit. You can find the socially distanced meet and greet near Colonel Hathie's. I just adore her lacy white umbrella. It's so cute. Goofy's also got a new selfie spot near Plaza Gardens and invited Max to join him, making this a fantastic two for one. Who else is ready for another Goofy movie? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> And over in Town Square Park, parkgoers can catch Chip and Dale for another impromptu selfie spot. One thing that I really like about the socially distanced character meets is that they are so effortless. You don't have to wait in line. Just instant distance interaction. I really add so much life to the lands. And if you're all about that quick selfie, these are really great options. Construction over at Walt Disney Studios Park, specifically the new Avengers Campus, is continuing at a steady pace. The buildings, as well as the main walkway, are really starting to take shape, especially the show building from the new Spider-Man attraction. I'm so very much looking forward to the new Spider-Man and Iron Man attractions. I wonder if they'll open the land all at once with the new Pim Test Kitchen and just everything simultaneously, or if they plan on a Galaxy's Edge style opening, which, you know, honestly didn't go so well. With Smuggler's Run opening up first, many were holding off their trip until Rise of the Resistance opened up. Shortly after which, Corona happened. The $1 billion Batu increased attendance by a modest 2% in Orlando, while numbers stayed flat in California, so Disney never really made a profit of those lands? Well, yet. Yet. I must add. To be fair, the stacked opening of Galaxy's Edge is not the only thing to blame. Disney's advertised messaging was also very much in the 
realm of stay away it's gonna be super crowded there's no guarantees you're going to get to experience star wars galaxy's edge or any of its attractions which also led to many potential park goers postponing their trip heading back to paris here the Newport Bay Club's waterfront remodel is in full swing and is looking to be much more thorough than we originally anticipated. We can only guess what exactly Disneyland Paris is building here, but I wouldn't be mad at a lovely boardwalk type experience. I would just love for them to turn it into a beautiful waterfront extension of Disney Village with little shop huts and maybe an outdoor bar just to relax and enjoy the waterside atmosphere. One can dream, huh? but they really are tearing up all the ground as if there's no tomorrow. Now, before I sign off with this week's episode, I wanted to share this cool tidbit with you guys. Cafe Fantasia on Twitter has been posting these really fun facts lately, and this was a new one for me. So apparently, an earthquake dark ride was being considered for Main Street USA at Disneyland Paris at one point. The attraction would have been housed inside Main Street Transportation Co., Guests would board a cable car for a trip through 1890s San Francisco. But then things begin to shake. It would have been a fun ride with a thrilling ending. I can just imagine this fantastic dark ride with gorgeous turn-of-the-century sets and the adrenaline of it all crashing down and blowing up in our faces. Plus, wouldn't a dark ride on Main Street be just absolutely superb? When I was a little kid and not really impressed by the architecture or design, Main Street was always my least favorite land. It seemed kind of, you know, unexciting to me as a kid. I think this major e-ticket would have definitely changed that. Of course, these days I'm taking in every inch of the atmosphere and intricately designed spaces, but still. Another dark ride never hurt nobody. You guys, be sure to follow Aramagique on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for more neat Disneyland Paris content. It seems like every time I record by myself, the shows are so short. <laughs> it's just I'm talking to myself. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and review on your favorite platform. It really makes a difference and helps new folks discover the show. J21-6B writes, Wonderful Disneyland Paris podcast from genuine Disney fans. This is one of only a couple of Disneyland Paris podcasts I regularly listen to. Very informative, plenty of funny bits, nice features. Just a pair of friendly guys sharing their love of Disneyland Paris. Well worth a listen. Well, thank you very much for your kind words. I do love sharing the love, especially when it pertains to Disneyland Paris. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Stay safe and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. This episode is not sponsored. Any promotional or advertised content will be clearly identified. Aramagic is an unofficial podcast made with love and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries.